Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, fellow adults. Let's figure out adult life together. Because adulting wasn't taught in school. Listen to stories and questions and sometimes expert advice on... Adulting, self-development, finding stability, relationships, health, well-being, and more. Because... It's an adult thing! We're here again! This is Nika, Hazel, and Carla. Hello! Hello, fellow adults! Hello nga pala kay Momshi Sandra with tatlong U and an H, Sandra. She messaged us to let us know that she's loving the show and she even gave constructive feedback. So thank you very much, Sandra. We super appreciate it. Kayo rin, guys, let us know if you're part of our adulting community. And if you can also invite your friends and loved ones to join our tribe, please, please let them know that this podcast exists. Yes. Yeah, sabihin niyo sa kanila na maraming mapapala sa show na to, okay? Like in this episode, we'll talk about something that's been requested by many of you. And we're finally doing it. Today's convo is about living abroad. Yes. And since wala pa sa amin ang nakatira abroad, ano, sabing tatlo Ooh. ni Carla, Azel ang nakatira abroad, we invited someone who's done this bold move and that and she will guide us through her journey in building a life abroad. We have with us, hindi ko muna sabihin ang pangalan for suspense. Charot. Secret. Lakas mo ka, Jollibee. Eh. Yeah. Meron tayong special guest. Again. <laughs> Bilang kayo in one, two. Surprise. We, ha- we have with us a journalist who graduated from the University of the Philippines. Wow. She's a former news producer in one of the largest TV networks in the Philippines, GMA7. Right now, she's still the official foreign correspondent of GMA7 in the Netherlands. She is also a co-founder of Subselfie.com, a news magazine targeting Filipino millennials. She has a master's degree in journalism, media, and globalization from the University of Amsterdam and Aarhus University in 2018. Right now, she's the press officer of the Filipino LGBT Europe. That's an organization ng LGBT community of Filipinos based in Amsterdam. And right now, she's the editor-in-chief of Seafood Trade Intelligence Portal in the Netherlands. We have with us Han-Sophia Ballon! Woot woot! Thank you! Thank you! Salamat din! Grabe! Kahit-kahit gabi na dyan, salamat sa pag-adjust sa oras. Kahit Sunday dyan, maraming maraming salamat, Sop. That's your rest time. Maliit na bagay na nandito si Sop. Nako! Maliit. 
Thank so, you. Salamat. It's been yeah. an honor talaga kasi I'm also an avid subscriber and a fan Yay. of our friend Mission. Syempre. Aww. Tapos yeah. ayun. So I'm, I'm very happy to be of a help kahit maliit lang. Hindi hey, <laughs> so, yan maliit. Thank so you. Sa, like, <laughs> <laughs> napakasaryosawa kasi siguro listeners narinig yun na to hmm. before na we're sharing about this life hack para makatulong sa decision making natin to, to ni rockstar psychologist Dan Gilbert. Sabi niya, one legit way to help us decide better is through surrogation. And that is asking people who have done that choice if that choice made them happy or not or whatever turned out after that decision. So, sobrang legit mm, ang input mm. ni Sops because again, she has done that bold move. Kaya sige, simulan natin. Mukhang marami-rami ng bansay na puntahan si Sophia. Pero, question. Pero kung may dream destination ka pang gustong puntahan, na di mo pa nabibisita, saan yun? Ay, Carla, Nika, isip din tayo. Sige, sige. Go, Sophia. Pinaka-dream destination ko na hindi pa napuntahan, siguro ano, dalawa actually. Kung kulari, bibigyan ako ng libreng, ano, take it to anywhere. Uh-huh. Una, gusto ko mapuntahan yung, ano, Iceland. Kasi, mm-hmm. mama ko kasi, ano, gusto niya kasi makita yung Aurora Borealis. Oh, my In Northern Light. So, yun, yung gusto ko siyang dalin doon. Tapos, for myself, siguro, isa dun sa mga pangarap kong puntahan ay Bhutan. Oh my God. Di ba sila yung ano? Happiest nation. Yeah. Kasi I, I really like nature. Tapos, exploring. Tapos, recently, I've been doing a lot of meditation, ganun, yoga. Feeling ko parang isa siyang bansa na parang pangarap para sa akin na parang feeling ko matututo ako doon. Kasi siguro for myself, growth and development. Yun, sa Bhutan talaga. Nice. What's with Bhutan? Yung Bhutan, ang carbon footprint nila is negative. Mm-hmm. Kung tayo, nagpo-produce tayo ng carbon emissions, sila mm-hmm. sa sobrang alaga nila sa nature, mm-hmm. ina-absorb pa ng bansa nila yung mm-hmm. mga carbon emissions natin. Tapos yung mga public officials nila, sobrang hindi corrupt, mga nakabike mm-hmm. lang, ordinary yung mm-hmm. citizens talaga ganun. Sobrang mm-hmm. ideal nation. Ganun. Masaya. Tapos parang ano din sila, sustainable sila. So, yes. ibig sabihin, yung mga produce nila, it's consumed by the locals din. Tapos, vice versa din. So, they can live on their own and they're happy na yes. they live on their own. Parang they're self-sustaining country. So, parang gusto ko parang makapunta doon para kumbaga matuto ba or ma-imbibe yung ganong energy kasi you can only also learn through tra- travel and also talking to people and also experiencing their way of living. Punta tayo doon lahat tapos papangitin natin. Charot. <laughs> Grabe! Hindi tayo sa girl. Okay, kasi aminin natin kapag naging tourist spot ang isang mm. lugar pumapangit siya. Totoo, totoo. Pero yun. mahirap kasi um, to get into Bhutan. Like, you have to meet certain mm. requirements to be able to be a tourist there. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, Bhutan. Good job, good job. How about you, Azel? Where do you want to go? Ano to eh, dahil to dun kay Carla eh. <laughs> na nag-start kasi yung pandemic, meron siya sa akin senior na, ano, Mexican telenovela. Na ano, parang... <laughs> Hirap na hirap sabihin. Hirap <laughs> Para ayaw sabihin. <laughs> Para ayaw Pero sobrang ganda nun. Yung Amar Amuerte. Para siyang first Mexican telenovela na yung mga bida is it's a lesbian couple. So natuwa ako. Sa ganda na story, hindi siya, siya basura. 
<laughs> Pero merong yung typical na telenovela na may mga bakbakan, may mga kung ano-ano. May ganun siya. May kidnapang, pagsabog ng bomba, ganun. <laughs> Tapos, dahil doon, sobrang nag-iinteresado ka about Mexico. Tapos recently, parang nag-download ako ng e-book about sa history nila. Tapos, sakto, parang kagabi nag-rewatch ako ng Coco. So, sobrang cute lang. So, ko talagang punta niyo Mexico to, to travel, as in just to visit. Pero if i-consider kong mag-migrate, gusto ko sana sa Scandinavia. Either Norway or Finland. Lalo na nitong nag-pandemic, parang ilang beses ko at ng mga friends ko kinonsider na mag-ibang bansa na <laughs> Parang recurring ano na siya, no? hmm, kailan kaya pwede? Anyway, yun. Ikaw, Nika, saan mo gusto? Sa walang aso. Charot. <laughs> walang asong tumatahol. Oo, walang asong tumatahol ng kapitbahay. Sige, ikaw muna, Carla. So, what's your dream destination? Actually, kahit saan din na may Aurora Borealis or yung the other Aurora, North yata yung sinasabi ni Sof, di ba? Meron din sa bandang baba. I'm not sure. Sa ano? Siguro sa Norway, ano? Finland, ganun. Doon ang Alaska. Ayun. Sa Canada ba? Meron? Meron din. Ayun. Sa super Ayun. north noon. Hindi ko lang alam kung sa Antarctica meron noon. Pero hindi siguro kasi northern, di ba? Northern life. <laughs> Magiging southern life siya. Oo nga naman. Nakakainde. Pwede bang i-search ko lang saglit, Southern Lights. Southern Lights. Nakas mag-type po ni Madam mo. Parang nasa computer Ayan. Southern Lights. Ang Southern Lights ay Aurora Australis or Australis. Oh, cool. Meron daw sa Antarctica, Chile, Argentina, New Zealand, and Australia. Wow. Yo. Ang galing. Yeah. Malis mag-research ni Nika. Diba? Pero sa Antarctica, diba, ang, ang nagsistay lang dun, ano, people who work there. Kasi you, you can't really live there. Hindi siya habitable. Oo. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, special, ano, trip for Carla lang. Diba? <laughs> <Talayong> visit. <laughs> feeling ko ang magical noon. Like, feeling ko, uh-huh. that's the closest that I can witness the marvels of the universe. That's Bukod all. sa moon tsaka sa sun na everyday at every night nating nakikita, ano? Okay. Nika, ano? Kaya na akin. <laughs> Wala, ipush na, ipush na lang natin. <laughs> sa Asia, gusto ko pumunta sa Japan. Mm-hmm. Gusto ko kumain ng legit na sushi, sashimi. Oh, sa alternate universe na walang pandemic, kakagaling mo lang sa Japan, di ba? We booked a flight eh nagka-covid so Mm-mm. there you go my dreams vanished <laughs> for now ah, for now for now mm. and then gusto kong pumunta ng Spain para mapaghiganti ko ang mga ang Pilipinas <laughs> charot eh. ang <laughs> ang tatlong daang ano taon ng kolonyalismo charing <laughs> hindi gusto ko kasi makita yung mga old grand churches na parang oh my god because of religion mm. they were able to do mm. this I'm not religious, mm. pero na-amaze ako sa gano'n, yung architecture, gano'n. And I think dahil malaking part na rin siya ng Filipino culture. So, I wanna try going to Spain. Yung ano, ma'am, Sagrada Familia, di pa rin tapos. Yun nga! <laughs> Mom, kailan? Matatapos? Kailan deadline? Charado. <laughs> Kaya ba today? Kaya ba? <laughs> Bakit di pa siya tapos? Una, namatay yung artist, si Gaudi. Ah, kung si Gaudi yan, I think yan yung dinisign niya na alam niyang it would take a century or so para matapos. So, okay. intentional siya. 
Oo, ayun. At namatay nga siyang ano, no? street dweller. Nakakaloka. Talaga? Mm-mm. Kasi ma'am, hindi natapos ang project. Hindi nakasingil sa kliyente. <laughs> <laughs> lang an ang tagal lang invoice. Oo. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mga kliyente. Charet. Alam mo ba Nika sa Sagrada de Familia? Ano, pag pumasok ko doon, meron doong pearl na galing sa Pilipinas. Ah, pearl of the Orient indeed. Um, para siyang clam na dinonate doon sa church. Ang cool nung trivia for Filipinos na visiting sa Sagrada de Familia. I think nung time namin nakita din namin siya. I wanna see. I wanna see. Yan, excited na ako lalo. <laughs> I was na, ang nakakatawa sa Spain din. Meron totoo talaga silang 4 PM in Shesta time. Like literal na nagsasara lahat ng stores pagdating ng alas 4. Oh my god, I love it. Ingit me, ingit. Okay, yan. Tapos na yung ating warm-up. Warm-up lang pala. Isang <laughs> <laughs> oras na yun, ah. <laughs> so, let's get to it. Tulad nga ng sabi ni Simon Sinek, start with why. Kaya, ang una naming tanong, Sops, is bakit ka umalis ng Pilipinas? Bakit mo kami iniwan? Charet. Ano ang, ano ang hugot mo? Ano ang nagtulak sa'yo to live abroad? Una, kasi nung time na nasa GMA ako working, I think I've been working there for almost 8 years na at that time. And it's one network that I've been working for a really long time. And I think I came to a point na I felt na I needed growth mm-hmm. at that moment. And I was really feeling burned out kasi I was managing three shows. As in mula, balitang hali hanggang saksi. Ganon. Ganon level. Mula alas 12 hanggang alas 12 ulit. <laughs> ng midnight. <laughs> Oo, ganun. Alam mo naman, di ba, pag talent ka, talagang kayod ka hanggang kaya ng katawan. Yes. O, yung time na yun, gusto ko talagang mag-aral. Alam ko na gusto kong mag-aral ulit. Kaso, um, hindi ako makapag-quit sa trabaho ko kasi may pinapaaral ako. Yung time na yun, si Luke sa kolehiyo. Ah. So, hindi pa ako makapag-quit. So, Nung taong 2018, doon na natapos si si Luke nung, ng college yung time na yun. Tapos si Kobe, papunta na ng high school. Mm-hmm. Nung time na yun, napag-decisionan ko na, na, okay, ako naman. So, it was a, a step up for myself. Aww. Totoo talaga. Kasi I couldn't quit even if I wanted to mm-hmm. sa trabaho ko. Kasi I'm supporting my brothers and my sister nung time na yun. Tapos, mm-hmm. ikaw pa yung panganay, di ba? So, that year, nung time na napagtapos ko na yung kapatid ko sa kolehiyo, doon na rin yung time na first time ko ever in my life to apply for a master's and let alone a scholarship in Europe. And sabi ko nga, the moment that I decided na, okay, ako naman, sabi ko sa sarili ko. At thankfully, yung unang apply ko, I, I got in. So sabi ko, baka para sa akin talaga. Kasi parang the universe aligned na, okay, ikaw naman, sige. <laughs> ikaw na. Ikaw na yan. <laughs> o, parang, o sige, ikaw naman. Feeling ko, it was a sign for me. It was really, of course, a big decision. Sofs, I super love na humingi ka ng sign, pero hindi ka humingi passively. Nagtanim ka talaga ng seeds, mm. tas yung sign mo is, kung para sa akin to, paki-grow naman po. Kasi parang many of us Mm-mm. passively ask for signs, okay. and we mm-hmm. don't even know what sign we're asking for. So, sobrang astig nung you did something, and then the rest, it's up to the universe to grant or whatever. Siguro sa as in anything, kahit sa trabaho or kahit sa anaman, kung hindi mo na, hindi ka kikilos, or kung hindi ka 
gagawa ng paraan, you won't know the answer, di ba? If it's a yes or no or a maybe. Yes. Yes. But you won't get an answer until you ask. So, pero you, you always need to parang make the first step. Otherwise, it's always gonna be a no forever. So, yun, yes. yun yung nagtulak sa akin talaga na mag, mag-aral ulit. Ayan. And this one naman, Sops, bilang after asking you why, tanong ni Ice Valenzuela, where? Paano ka raw nakapili ng bansang lilipatan? Or, I don't know, was it even a conscious decision na sa Netherlands ka lumipat? Ah, yes. Kasi yung degree is a two-year master degree under Erasmus. The first year, we all need to undergo the same trajectory or with the same university. So, that's in Denmark, in Aarhus. So, the first year is a mandatory school. And then, the second year, you get to choose the specialization that you wanted. So, for example, in my course, so there's Hamburg, Germany for culture and media. Mm-hmm. And then, I think there was London for financial. So, parang um, mas more economics-based uh, journalism. And then, there's Swansea. In Swansea sa UK din yun. It was for covering war. Oh. And then, the specialization that I chose, the path that I chose is politics. So, yung um, Amsterdam, it offers uh, international politics, political mm-hmm. communication, parang ganun. Actually, isa ring malaking mindfuck din for me is kasi I prepared for it for like three to two, three months mm-hmm. yung application kasi it was really like essays like you really need to think about what you need to answer kasi they only give five scholarships out of 400 applications Ooh. feeling ko nagpadala ng 400 applications si Sok para sure na sure <laughs> oh yun na nga yun so para <laughs> sabi ko sabi ko ano ang hirap niya sobrang hirap talaga I even um asked my thesis advisor back in you si Ma'am Rachel Kan thank you Ma'am Rachel kasi siya yung dahilan kung bakit din ako nandito so Aww. really I had to ask her ma'am pwede niyo po bang i-check yung essay ko and I was applying for Germany back then I was actually applying for culture and media and then when she read my essay parang sabi niya parang ano parang walang masyadong puso you could have said so much more. Sabi ko, shit, baka hindi enough yung application ko. Tapos, parang nag-ano ulit ako, nag-muni-muni ulit. So searching. Oo, ganun. Sabi ko, ano ba talaga yung background ko? Baka naman gusto ko kasi ng culture kasi sabi ko, ano, gusto ko parang happy-happy culture, gano'n. <laughs> yung mga, yung mga, ano, yung mga, yung hindi masyadong masakit sa ulo, sabi ko. Pero when I look back, siguro in my body of work, mostly ng coverage ko is really politics. Sabi sa akin ni Ma'am Khan, okay, why don't you try writing an essay about politics? Politics sa Philippines, tapos why is it your area of interest? Parang what can you contribute as a being a scholar? Tapos parang doon ko na-realize na it really flowed naturally. And it was like one week before the deadline of applications for Erasmus. And then I, I threw everything away. Yung lahat ng essay ko na two to three months na prep ko para sa media and culture for Germany. I threw it all away. Tapos I started from scratch for politics. Kasi you have to tailor your essays depending on the school, ba, of your choice. So yung school of choice ko, Amsterdam. Sabi ko parang it, it flowed better. Sabi ko kahit na parang namadali ko siya or kahit wala ko masyadong time. Tapos yun, nung, nagka, nung sinabit ko yung politics essay ko, dun, dun ako nakuha. Tapos sabi ko, oh, yun na nga. Yun, yun, yun yung parang sigurong sign na nakuha ko. Mom, she's ops. Naisip ko sobrang parang living proof ka nitong nabasa ko lately from David White, the poet. So, sabi ni David White, 
whatever human beings desire to themselves will not come about exactly as they first laid it out in their minds. Equally, whatever the world desires of you will not happen, no matter how coercive that world is. What always happens mm -hmm. is the meeting between what you desire from your world and what the world desires of you. It's this frontier where you overhear yourself and you overhear the world. And that frontier is the only place where things are real. That for me is the conversational nature of reality. And the discipline is to stay in that frontier as fully as you can. Haba pala. Kalahati na ng episode. Oo nga, sorry. Ba't sa utak ko maikili lang siya nung binasa ko na ang ano pala? Haba. Ang ganda niya kasi parang ang hirap din makuha din yung balance din from mm -hmm. what you want and what yeah. the universe wants. The only thing you can do is to keep asking or to keep trying. Pero pag nag-intersect na yung will mo tsaka yung will ni universe, it flows, no? Oo. Like, everything's meant to be this way. Correct. <laughs> Oo, parang ganun nga. Parang it, siguro sa akin, the clue I take away mm -hmm. from the universe is it's easier. Yes! Kahit saan, sa love life. Ay. Hindi, and not, easier doesn't mean more convenient, ha? it doesn't mean more comfortable, but uh -oh. it mm -hmm. flows. Sobrang tama yung pagka-describe ni Sop na it flows because hindi mo kailangang ipilit yung mga bagay-bagay. Grabe. <laughs> Parang iba yung effect kay Azel. Grabe. Pero ang ganda nun. So, actually, nakuwento pa lang na yung naging journey dun sa application. Sobrang na-proud ako kahit hindi ko naman alam na nangyayari. <laughs> so, after naman nung nakapasa ka na. Okay, connected na rin to dun sa questions ni na Dave, ni Cherry, ni Iman, saka ni Yula. Paano raw ang naging process sa paglipat ng ibang bansa? How did you do it? Including the legal process, requirements timeline, and even the cost of doing it. Siguro kahit overview lang. Siguro, sad as it may be, your nationality really is a huge factor. So, as in your, any, as in application to visas, to anything, it, your nationality really matters to it. And sana, we live in a world na we can go anywhere we want to go, but that's not the case for Filipinos. And for me, I had to really undergo like a scrutiny sa government ng Netherlands. And it was made easier because I was a scholar for European Union. Pero ako, hindi ako nahirapan masyado kasi ang tinitingnan kasi lagi talaga ng school and ng embassy or ay, ng, ng immigration is can you cover the cost? And can you afford to live there? Can you pay the rent? Can you pay the tuition? Everything. Siguro I would not share my journey so much here, pero yung journey ng mga klasikong Pilipino. Kasi sila yung talagang nag-undergo ng hirap. Kasi kailangan nilang patunayan na merong laman na ganito, yung bank account ng nanay nila, meron silang bank account, meron laman na ganito, kaya niyong bayaran yung tuition fee for the entire two years of school year. May mga kakilala ko na nagsangla ng mga lupa para makapag-aral ng abroad. Oh. Yung nga, para, para magkaroon ng liquid na pera. Ma-prove -ma nila na they're financially capable. Wait lang, so, linawin ko lang ah, because I don't want to assume naman what you meant by it. Sabi mo kasi, your nationality matters. So, meaning kapag nasa developing country kagaling, the more you have to prove that you can cover the cost. Or is there something more than that? Na implied or assumed na kapag... Uh, I think what I meant with that is that, una, 
actually the scholars that Erasmus chose were people from developing countries okay, okay. mostly so in, in in that sense may advantage yung mga Filipino kasi yung ibang mga scholars they come from Colombia they come from Kenya they come from Nigeria mm. so marami sa kanila Asian countries marami din African countries tapos actually isa lang yung European na scholar mm. You, you really also need to consider na, yun nga, equity, di ba? Hindi lang siya about equal chances, but it's about equity. Na you also consider, ano ba yung meron dun sa pinanggalingan ng tao na yun? Okay. And people whose background is from developing countries, they, they were given more chance. So mm-hmm. it's not the same level or it's not the same footing for everyone. So I appreciate that about the Erasmus scholarship. And listeners, we've been mentioning Erasmus. If you're interested in this scholarship, it actually is Erasmus Mundus. Uh-uh, correct. Uh-uh, Erasmus Mundus. Okay. For communication. Pero mm-hmm. meron ding iba-ibang Erasmus. So meron ding Erasmus for engineering, Erasmus for science, oh. Erasmus for math. May iba-iba. Okay. If it's other field that you're in, you, you need to also check out. Kasi iba-iba yan. Usually kasi ang Erasmus, either two or three countries ang kanilang school year. Yeah. Depende kasi yun dun sa school of specialization mo eh. Okay. Ayun, so you need to prove na you're able to to support yourself. Siguro the same way na you need to also prove when you're applying for tourist visa that you, you can support yourself. And even more so for school, for university. Kasi it's a long-term career plan. And they usually ask, for example, where you're already going to stay. Bago ka pumunta doon sa bansa na yon, kailangan meron ka ng nabook na dormitory. Kailangan din may allowance ka na sa banko. Isiguro matters din na yung cost of living doon, siguro sa, sa, sa Europe, is almost three to five times higher than the average living cost in the Philippines. So, hindi siya, hindi siya simple. So, that's why I also... With nationality, I meant everything that also goes with it. Mm-mm. In short, tala para siya dun sa may kaya talaga. Unless, makakuha ka ng scholarship. Siguro I can share the link mamaya. Sige, sige. Sagotay ko na. Okay. Ayun. So, um, siguro for the requirements, una kasi yung sa case ko, I started with a student visa. So, first, the, the real... Um, a uh, requirement is to have the admission letter from the university. So even even if you're a scholar or if you're a self-paying student, you still need to get the admission letter from the university itself. And the and through the university, pwede ka mag-apply for the visa. And that makes it um, a lot easier because the university usually have the mechanisms and the process and actually like a dedicated department to help out students uh, migrate from their country of origin. And then, Okay, nagtanong-tanong din kami sa iba pang Pinoy's who migrated sa iba't ibang bansa. And here are some of their answers to that trending question. In fairness, ang daming sumagot. Go, Azel. Sabi ni Tin from California, USA, I have an immigrant visa or a green card via my spouse. But for those going through the family route, it usually takes 6 to 12 months if tututukan talaga. Basics are ID, current NBI clearance with 6 months validity, birth certificate, marriage certificate, valid passport, avidavit of support. This is a form you get from the U.S. government and the application. Minabasa ko pa lang na pagod na <laughs> Okay, so after the application is approved, you get medical clearance. Total application fees amount to less than $1,000 because no lawyers plus the ticket. Dame. 
Ito, trending location to actually sa circles natin. Namin tayong friends from Australia. Sabi ni Amy from Sydney, Australia, I got here through partner visa because my then-boyfriend, now my hubby, got here first. The application fee cost about 80k pesos, 80,000 pesos, if I remember correctly. If you get denied, wala na yung 80,000 pesos na yun. It's non-refundable. Because it's partner visa, I had to prove the authenticity of our relationship. Ang kailang pagmamahalan ay dapat patunayan mm. via letters, pictures, statutory declaration, also a health check. The whole process, including the wait for the decision, took about a year. Tagal pala. Na-imagine ko kailangan may torrid kissing sa harap ng immigration officer. <laughs> <laughs> ang baboy. Pagmamahalan po ang dahilan kaya siya nakapunta na Australia. Yes. Pero ito, yung dati niyang boyfriend, asawa niya ngayon. Ano rin yan? Pinoy din yan. Yes, yes. Ito naman, from Mads. Also from Sydney, Australia. Sabi niya, I was sponsored by my employer. So in terms of fees and paperwork, sila na nag-asikaso. After a year, we applied for a permanent residency. Yun yung magastos. For a couple, kasi dalawa silang nag-apply, sumunod yung partner niya. Umabot daw sila around 50k Australian dollars. I think that's more than 500k in peso. Pero sabi niya, pero this could be a lot less. Depende sa migration agent and work circumstances, etc. With guys, shout out dito. I think sa Macquarie nag-work kasi to si Mads at okay yung support and benefits ni Macquarie. And kaya ko siya shout out din kasi nakuha rin niya yung partner niya, same-sex partner. Kasi ano rin, ni-sponsor din ni Macquarie yung visa. Wow! Sana ako. Like they acknowledge it. Sobrang good job si Macquarie. Love it. Yes, it's an Australian company. Uh, this is from Ola. Tapos, Sydney, Australia din. I got a scholarship, so wala din gastos. Pero bawal ako bumalik until 2022. Ba't ka naman babalik dito? Charot. Hindi, <laughs> <laughs> bawal siya bumalik ng Australia. She has to apply what she learned in Australia to the Philippines. Kasi yun yung scholarship niya. So you have to give back. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Si Ola, ay yung scholarship niya ay Australia Awards, right? Yep, Australia Awards, yep. Scholarship is the way. <laughs> this one is from Mei Ling. Uh, sa Sydney, Australia naman siya. Ang added input ko is madaming options and all info are available in the government website, at least for Australia. Very clear and easy to follow. Nagawa ko lahat online. Most people dadaan sa agent, pero unless... Special case, I think hindi talaga kailangan. It saves you a lot of money then, which you can use to start your life pagkalipat. Truth. Mom, in fairness naman kasi sa Australia, as in, kompleto yung online instructions nila. When I applied for a tourist visa there, because I went there for like two weeks a few years ago, Mom, wala ka nang tatanungin. Iniisip mo pa lang yung tanong. Sinasagot na sa website. Kompleto na lahat. OMG, I love it. Sana all. Sana all government websites like that. This one from Katrina. Nasa Singapore. Sabi niya, wala pa ako sa may great status. Foreign skilled worker daw siya. Ang requirements, iba-iba raw yung kailangan. Depende sa field. Pero sa education industry, kailangan may teaching license, certifications ng training, seminars, workshops, certificate of employment, transcripts. At dahil graduate daw siya sa bansang hindi English, ang pangunahing lingwahe, kailangan ng IELTS or IELTS. 
at certification galing sa school na gumagamit ng English yung school na yon. And then kapag may job offer na raw, yung employer yung mag apply ng work pass. Alright. This one is from George from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I have a foreign knowledge worker visa here in Malaysia. A lot of visits sa OWA sa, or the Overseas Workers Welfare Administration. In Malaysia, the process of visa renewal is easier. It's every two years. But it takes two weeks to process. Just get your employer to settle everything and give some documents such as updated resume and a college diploma. Okay, so sa mga freelance po dyan, ano, isang malaking good luck sa <laughs> Oo nga, eh. mga requirements. Correct. Okay, last one. Kay Aya from Norway. If you're going to study, then get the list for student visa. But if you're going to work, get the list for work permits. Check immigration rules if the visa you've been granted forms grounds for applying for permanent residency or citizenship. So in short, i-check sa internet. Nasa internet nga naman lahat. <laughs> Oo nga. Totoo yan. Oo nga naman, Aya. Hindi namin naisip pa ganyan. <laughs> correct, correct. Okay. Ito, Mom, she sobs. Very uh-huh. practical question from Ia Oliva. Sabi niya, Paano nyo daw na pagdesisyonan yung mga gamit na dadalhin nyo at yung mga iiwan nyo? I think big deal to lalo na kung meron kang mga iiwan na like properties or memorabilia o kaya pets Mm-mm. na maybe kailangan mong iwan, di ba? So, Totoo yan. So, paano, paano ang decision making? Kasi naalala ko rin eh, one of my closest friends who migrated to the US years ago, nung <laughs> nag-eempake na siya, sabi niya sa akin, friend, nakakaloka yung buong buhay ko for more than two decades because we were in our 20s back then. Sabi niya, yung buong buhay ko for like more than two decades, kailangan kong iempake sa loob ng dalawang balikbayan box. Felt like an impossible task for her, which of course, she eventually did naman. Ikaw, paano yung process mo? Yung process ko nung time na yun, konti lang yung dinala kong damit. Puro pagkain. <laughs> Oo, puro pagkain. Mga lakan, no? Pansit kanton. Can <laughs> good. Hindi nga totoo. <laughs> so, siguro yung bag ko may mga 40 na sinigang mix. Ganun. Oh my God. Oo, <laughs> so, oh, oh, takot talaga ako magutom nun. Tsaka sobrang takot ako na hindi ko mahanap yun dun sa lugar na pupuntahan ko. So sabi ko, pray- ang food is priority. <laughs> so kahit lamig-lamig yun na ako. <laughs> Okay lang. <laughs> Hindi. Kasi siguro mga yung, yung mga damit ko, konti lang talaga. Siguro 20%. Ganon. Ano, kasi may nag, nag-tip sa akin doon. Namura lang yung mga damit na ukay doon. Kasi grabe daw yung ukay sa ibang bansa. Sabi sa akin, makabili ka ng mga jacket na magaganda pero mura lang. Ganon. Mm-hmm. So sabi ko, ganun na yung mindset ko to. Na sabi ko, sige, bibili ako ng ukay. Lalo yung winter clothes. Kasi ayoko bumili sa Pilipinas kasi nga mahal. Pareng. So, una mga gamit, tapos mga pagkain. Wala na akong maisip na ibang consideration, pero... <laughs> pagkain, Hindi, <laughs> 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 actually, nag- nagpa-print ako ng maraming photos. Aww. In- gusto ko kasing i-decorate yung dorm. Yung, yung dorm ko, kahit nung nasa Netherlands ako, para puro picture talaga siya na nina Kobe, ng mga magulang ko, mga kaibigan ko. Ayun, so, nagpa-print ako ng maraming pictures. Pero wala naman. Para sa akin, totoong mahirap siya i-empake. Pero at the end of the day, ano ba yung kailangan mo doon? What, mm. Ano? Ano nga ba? Sinigang mix? Batch ko naalala ako. May batchmate din kasi kami. Nag-migrate din sa Australia. Ang dinala daw niya, ma'am, ay tabo. 
Ay, totoo yan! Oh my God, curioso. Oo, kasi daw, walang tabo sa Australia. <laughs> Wala ka mabibilang sa grocery. Correct, correct. Walang tabo. Oo. Kahit dito, nag-improvise ako. Ma'am, nung nag, nung nag-vacation kami ni Ice Australia, as in, mind fact ako, walang tabo, walang bidet, parang ako, mayaman nga yung bansa mo, din naman kayo nagugugas ng pwet. <laughs> parang, ano to? <laughs> <laughs> so yon essential po yun, ano, tabo. Yes, corals. <laughs> I guess, kagaya ng sinabi mo kanina, pag yung buong life mo, ini-empake mo, mapipili mo talaga kung ano essential at hindi essential True. sa pag-travel. Napapansin ko rin sa mga kakilala ko who travel a lot, kahit na nung nasa Pilipinas sila, they had lots of collections or they loved clothes. Uh-huh. Nung nasalingin na sila sa pag-travel, parang everything becomes not naman disposable, pero mm-hmm. hindi na sila as attached yeah. sa material things na yon. Kasi ang point nila is, nakakapagpabigat lang siya sa bagahe ko. More than anything else, mm-hmm. I need to be mobile right mm-hmm. now. Okay, so next, pagdating mo sa Netherlands, ano naman yung mga naging biggest and most significant differences na nakita sa kanya experience mo. Okay. Actually, naglista ako. Pabida. Ganyan dapat. <laughs> Siguro, um, the thing I really love about Netherlands is how open it is to new ideas and to new concepts na parang hindi ka isha-shut down just because of religious beliefs or cultural differences, gano'n. So, for example, sa the Netherlands, allowed yung weed, um, legal ang prostitution, mm-hmm. the government is actually supporting sex workers, and they have equal rights as in any employees. Mm-hmm. Those things are the biggest eye-openers for me, mm-hmm. coming from a very secular nation. So, coming from a very religious nation, and coming from a place na hindi pa ako nakakapag-stay talaga ng ganun ka tagal outside mm-hmm. the Philippines. So, it was really a struggle for me na to adapt but it also taught me how to be open. The same way na Netherlands is also a melting pot of a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. So it's really also one of those immigration. Dito din nagmamigrate yung maraming Pilipino. It's um, parang amalgamation of a lot of nationalities. For example, if you go dito sa Amsterdam, you will really find like almost 100 nationalities around here. Oh. So And also because the Netherlands is a trading hub. For example, Amsterdam is a port to the world, basically. So, so you didn't feel ba na you're part of the minority there? Because, for example, people I know who now live in the U.S. felt pa rin nila ang pagiging minority. How about there? Kasi kung melting pot siya, madidistinguish mm-hmm. mo pa ba kung sino yung, kumbaga, quote-unquote, reigning race or majority, minority? I think, um, yes. Yeah. Yes, you still can. In Amsterdam, for example, in because Amsterdam is only one city, ah, because a lot of the nation, a lot of the provinces around here as well, it's very still dominantly Dutch, as in with Western origin. Pero the 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 Netherlands, it's it's a it's a melting pot of many cultures, and yes, you can still feel that yeah, you're you're a minority. Pero because a lot of you are 
minorities, they belong to the minority, and therefore you feel na okay, I feel welcome here, or I feel I feel that I belong, sort sort of. Mm, hindi ka other. Oh, hindi ka others. Kasi marami kayo eh. There's Moroccans, there's there's Turkish, there's mm. Indonesians, there's Chinese, there's Filipinos. Mm. And once I before when I moved to the Netherlands. Um, I I barely knew anyone. So, especially Filipinos, it really took me such a long, long time oh. to really found like my tribe, or the Filipino tribe here. Yeah, and big part of it was because I I really worked hard to be a correspondent. Because that was my way of connecting with Filipinos mm. at that moment. So, yeah, because for me, it, there's there's this always parang lingering guilt that. Um, I left the Philippines yeah. and I felt that I could have done so much more in the Philippines. But this is my dream and I want to fight for it and I want to remain here. Ganun. So I try to still contribute to the Philippine society by really actively, actively, actively participating in Filipino communities here. That's why a lot of the things I do are really um, nga, correspondent work. Um, talking to Filipinos. Tapos, I also do a lot of volunteering, katulad sa Filipino LGBT Europe. And they have become my family here. Oh, I love it! Ganda! Galing po. Galing. Hindi, hindi. Okay yun. Okay yun, Batch. Medyo connected sa dun sa next question namin. Kasi, you really found a way to help adjust. You had, you looked for a support system. You made your own family, network, friends, connections, ganon. So, can you tell us a little bit more how else you adjusted pa? Like, sa food, yung climate, ma, may, may winter. Paano po yung language? Sobrang Oo, layo ng Dutch sa Philippine language. Yung Kultura. Correct. How did you adjust to those? Oh, sige. Unahin siguro natin yung, um, yung transportation. Noong una ko actually nag-move sa ibang bansa, I was always late for class. Hala <laughs> ka! Kasi hindi ko mahanap yung bus. Yun pala, oh yung bus, di ba sanay tayo yung bus may placard? Tiapo! Mega Mall! Kubaw! Seryoso! Literal, sabi ko, shit, late na ako. Yun pala, yung mga bus dito, may schedule. Yung meron lang silang time. Sabi ko, ano ba yan? 20 minutes na ako nag-aabang. Wala kasi akong kakilala. Hindi ako makapagtanong. Kasi literal na, I'm zero. Zero lang. As in like, I'm on my own. Uh, 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 uh. Eh, hindi ko alam kung ba't hindi ko na-google yung, ano, how to find the transport. Hindi ko alam. Kasi ako marunong mag-google maps noon. <laughs> hindi pa ako google maps noon. Kaantay uh, uh. na ako sa bus stop. Siguro 30 minutes na. Tapos sabi ko, bakit walang dumadaang bus? Bus stop. Yung pala mali yung bus stop. Kasi oh God. in the Netherlands or in Denmark, there's really designated bus stops. You cannot just say, para, dito na po ako. Ay, pwede pala yun. <laughs> pwede pala yung may sistema. Oo. <laughs> Tapos parang pumapara pa ako ng para pa. Hindi naman ako binababaan. Yun pala, hindi naman pala yun yung bus ko. Hindi pala ganun. Oh Doon talaga ako nag-adjust sobra sa transportation. Mm-hmm. And that's also when when I decided to get a bike. <laughs> so, Ang saya! At that time, kulang yung pera ko na mag-tram or mag-bus. Hindi ko afford to, mm-hmm. to take it. Kasi nga, ang mahal talaga. Siguro isang bus trip mo na sa 500, ganun, ganun levels. Or 120, ganun. So, parang stress ako. Sabi ko, hindi ko, eh, estudyante lang ako noon. So, wala akong pera. So, 
And also in the Netherlands, what is really the one of the biggest cycling countries in the world, okay. and they really have designated bike paths oh in everywhere. So, and for example, the rule of the rule here in the Netherlands is actually you have the right of way if you have if you are the the cyclist. Because sa atin, di ba parang yung mga mga nagdadry nagmamaneho parang pinuputputan yung mga bike parang sobra parang hindi binibigyan ng daan okay. pero dito actually you will you will actually get jailed or hindi ka oh. makafine ka kapag hindi mo nirespeto yung mga bike drivers okay. ay mga bike mga cyclists parang oh mga cyclists yung parang mas may karapatan in fairness ha, sa Marikina nagdesignate naman talaga ng bike lane ang nice. LGU ang local government pero ma'am Kasi, ginawang parking lot ng mga tao. So, Oo. wala rin dadaanan yung mga bike. Oo. Pero, din ganyan din dito sa QC. Pinaparkingan. Tapos, kapag oh pinasasabihin mo yung nakapark doon, parang, ako pa yung mali or parang... Sila pagalit. Pa? Oo. Bakit ako pa yung mali? Ikaw nga yung tumark sa bike lane. Parang... Ay, nako. I wish. Kakaingget ang Netherlands. Ay, okay din siya. Kasi... Una, nafa-familiarize ka dun sa road. Tapos, na, nakakatipid ka pa. Tapos, nakapag-ehersisyo ka pa. Kasi, yun siguro which brings me to my second point na one of the things that are really, I find, admirable about Netherlands is really the sustainability part of the country. In, the prime minister, for example, bikes to um, work. Wow! Everyone really has, uh, everyone really has uh, their own bicycles. Sa food, siguro, um, yun nga, isa sa mga pinakamagandang initiative na nakita ko dito is they also try to eat clean. I love it. They're trying to fight food waste. Kasi, syempre, in European countries, in developed countries, they're really one of the biggest source of food waste mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. So, dito, kahit, kahit konting blemish lang, kinatapo nila. Oh. Kasi, quality control. Hindi nila pwedeng ibenta sa supermarket. Mm-hmm. Kahit na sobrang edible pa niya, ha? Mm-hmm. Actually, i-share ko lang, nung mm. time ko, di ba kinento ko sa'yo ito ni Ika noong oh, dati oh. na nagda-dumpster diving? Mm, Mag-aano? I'm proud to be a dumpster diver. Yung dumpster diving actually is not legal in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Pero in the Netherlands, there are various food banks. Tawag nila may app sila, tinatawag nilang app Too Good To Go. Ibig sabihin, mm-hmm. ibibenta nila for a really cheap price yung mga mm-hmm. products. Like sobrang pababa. Like for example, you can get 30 euros or for example 2000 euros worth of food for like 200 pesos. Wow. Ganun. Instead of uh, throwing it away, they they sell it the restaurants as well as groceries. They mm-hmm. actively participate in uh, this app and then they sell the stuff that they 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 would otherwise throw away kasi nag-expire na. Pero mm-hmm. bilang ako, alam mo naman, um bar- bargain hunter. <laughs> Aha, aha. Kasi kailangan talaga mautak ka dito kung hindi mamumulubik ka. So, Karak. yun. Pero in Denmark, where I first stayed, dumpster diving is legal. Hmm. Itsura nun, ma'am. Ano itsura nung dumpster? Kasi syempre, ang naisip ko, maraming malalaking, malalaking black plastic bag tapos nagahalukay ka eh. Pero ano yung actual itsura niya? Oo. Malinis, nakapackaging. Kasi sa Denmark, they separate yung bread versus meat mm-hmm. versus vegetables. Mm-hmm. So, for example, hindi siya naka-plastic bag. They are um, mm-hmm. put in a large container. Mm-hmm. large Parang plastic container. Tapos once you open it, syempre hindi mo naman halukay na sa ilalim. Yung mga nasa ibabaw <laughs> lang yung kukunin mo. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> syempre matalino to. <laughs> <laughs> Ayun, so, ano? <laughs> 
sobrang proud ako doon kasi ewan ko, minsan tinatawagan ko yung asawa ko si Carlo. Sasabihin niya, sabihin ko sa kanya, "Hoy, tingnan mo tong saging na to." Tingnan mo sobrang fresh niya pa. Tingnan mo strawberry na to. Sobrang ganda niya pa niya. Or, tingnan mo tong tinapay na to, kaka-expire lang niya. <laughs> so, yung yung labanan yung expiry date. So kunare 2 days lang na expire or 1 day. Ma'am, pwedeng pwede pa 'yon. So ayun. So tsaka naka-separate siya, tsaka malinis siya. Sa, sa food naman, hindi naman mahirap kasi alam mo naman lahat ng mga Pilipino dito, very entrepreneurial mindset. So a lot uh-huh. of Filipinos actually offer Filipino food. Pwede ka order ng lechon, pwede ka order ng puto, lahat ng craving mo may sagot ang mga kapwa nating Pilipino. I love it. Tapos, siguro language naman, thankfully, yung Netherlands actually is one of the, actually it is the best English speakers in the world. You can Google it. Oh. When you come here, almost almost everyone, especially when you're in Amsterdam or in major cities, in terms of language, hindi ako nahirapan mag-adjust. For example, as compared to when I was in Denmark, kasi in Denmark talaga, medyo... Mas Dutch. Danish talaga sila. Ah, Danish. Oh, okay. Tapos, Ay, Denmark, charat, ang ilo. <laughs> Oo, Denmark. <laughs> Tapos, in the same way, mag adjust ka din. So, ako, uh-huh. di ba, para, I'm also really trying to learn Dutch. So, in the same way na they are also adjusting to welcome you, mm-hmm. dahil nga ikaw yung foreigner, in the same way, you, you also need to respect their language. Yeah. Eh, pwede pala yun. Shout out sa mga pumupunta sa Pilipinas, no? Option pala yun, ano? Correct. Para... Pwede pala yun. Oo. <laughs> so, I think, parang for example, it really goes a long way if you if you just ask, for example, um, spread the angles of uh, Netherlands. Ganon. For, ibig sabihin nun, if you, if you ask them, um, Ko, can you speak English? Um, it will go a long way. Kasi, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a sign that you actually ask their permission to speak a language that is foreign to them. Mm, but do you get me? Parang, yes. hindi mo sila ina-arrest na parang, hey, where's the direction? Or, yeah. what's the to- where's the toilet? Or, okay. can I order this food? Parang ganon. Ayun, kaya I really try to uh, learn basics for speaking Dutch. For example, in beer, che, so oh. if you want to if you want to order something if you want, mm-hmm. that means actually can I have a beer please? <laughs> Yan naman. Ayun tayo. na intindihan ko eh. Then dapat mga inuuna. Oo. Ayun. Siguro that's also one of the best tips na especially if you're migrating abroad. Mm-hmm. It's not about you anymore. I think that also applies to when you're traveling locally in the Philippines. Kasi sa Pilipinas hindi lang na Tagalog ang salita. So, mm-hmm. tayong mga taga-tog, kung pupunta tayo ng Cebu or ng Northern Luzon, sa Mindanao, ganyan, dapat siguro, mm-hmm. oo nga, tanongin din natin kung okay lang po ba na Tagalog yung gamitin nating salita dahil hindi po ako marunong magbisaya, mm-hmm. mag-ilonggo, gano'n na. Oo okay. nga naman, hindi lang Tagalog. Mm-hmm. Respeto lang. Mm-hmm. Totoo. Sasabihin din naman kasi nila kung hindi nila kaya eh. Correct, diba? correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Sa weather ba? Nag-adjust ka? Sa weather naman, hindi naman masyado. Sabi nila, sabi nga nila, there's no um, bad weather, only bad clothes. Oh. You just didn't layer enough or wala ka, mali yung nasuot mong damit. Sa culture, ma'am, kasi ang impression ko, natuwa ka sa pagiging open nila, di ba? Pero meron bang 
aspects yung culture nila that you mm-hmm. found sort of difficult at first? Mm-mm. Siguro, yeah, there are still a lot of downsides also living abroad or in the Netherlands. Kasi especially if you travel to countries abroad, there's really a connotation for Filipinos na they are reduced to being nannies or domestic helpers or cleaners to the point of discrimination. And therefore, the opportunities also presented to Filipinos are also limited. For me, it was a struggle for myself to find a job. And it really matters where you come from. And it also really matters what kind of passport you hold and how how um, capable you are. So, hindi ko sasabihin perfect ang Netherlands kasi marami din siyang mga bagay na hindi maganda. Katulad ng meron silang culture na instead of Santa Claus, they have Sinterklaas, yung tawag nila. Si Sinterklaas, siya yung Santa Claus. Meron siyang servant na black, si Zwarte Pete. Oh no! Black as in negro? Oo. As in negro. And now, it's really a point of contention. As in, marami yung nag-ano sa kanya na parang, ba't kailangan negro? Ganon. Correct. Ganon. Correct. Oo. Bakit din kailangan na sa mga costume, kailangan na white people actually dress um, put black face. They, they make themselves black. Oo, bina-blackface nila. Ganon. So, I think it, everywhere around the world, still, discrimination is really a huge factor pa rin. And I won't say Netherlands is completely devoid of that. Kasi, syempre, nung time nga ng corona, di ba, sinabihan ako na, ano, corona daw ako. Tapos Uh-oh. si Carlos pinagbumura sa station <laughs> kasi dahil oh Chinese God. daw siya. Oo, parang sasabihin nila, fuck Asians, fuck Chinese. Tapos, sabi nila sa akin, tinatawag nila akong corona. Kumukuha lang naman ako ng package. Tapos tinawag nila ako, corona, corona. Ganun. Oh my God. Sop kasi is sort of singkit. Pati si Carlos, tama ba? Hindi, si Carlos. Bilog ang mata ni Carlos eh. Sabi kay Carlos nung una, actually, nakakatawa. Kasi sabi kay Carlos, fuck Chinese. I hate Chinese. Tapos, oh no, humarap si Carlos, nakita bilog yung mata. Sabi na lang niya, fuck Asians. Oh my God. <laughs> There's still really discrimination in that mm-hmm. regard, and it's mm-hmm. not perfect. Oh, one another important thing to touch there is the directness of the Dutch, because they Meaning. will really, really tell you how it is, what it is. Meaning sometimes to the point of really harsh. Sample, sample. Siguro one example lang na naranasan ko ha. Mm-hmm. I was late for work at that time. And it was raining heavily nung pagpasok ko sa work. When I sat down on my chair, syempre, binuksan ko muna yung monitor ko and everything. And then, after, as soon as possible, pumunta na ako sa coffee machine kasi sabi ko, gusto ko ng kape kasi nilalamig ako, kakaulan lang, tapos uh-huh. late ako. Uh-huh. Eh, hindi ko nasabi kung bakit ako late. Ang dahilan kasi, na-delay yung train ko. Tapos, mamaya-maya, biglang tinawag na ako ng Dutch, sabi niya, nung boss ko, sabi niya, why are you having coffee? Oh. Sabi niya, came into the office and you sat on your chair and you think you can have coffee. Oh my God. Sabi niya sa akin, kasi naiyak ako nung sinabi niya sa akin yun. Kasi sabi ko, grabe, parang wala na ba akong karapatan dito magkape? Oo, correct. Pero parang sabi niya sa akin, hindi daw niya, he didn't mean to say it in that way. What he wanted to tell me is that sana daw, pagkadating ko, sinabi ko yung dahilan bakit ako agad naging late. And therefore, in a way, I could have earned getting a coffee. You think it's a Dutch thing or it's just something about your boss? Did, did that interaction sort of 
represents the Dutch culture, you think? I think it's a combination of both. Kasi medyo harsh yun eh. Yun yung pinaka-harsh na experience ko. It's a combination of really personality plus the directness. Mm-hmm. Pero for example, you come into a Dutch house uninvited, they would ask you, why are you here? Oh my God! Kasi meron silang boundaries, ma'am. Oh my God! <laughs> Hindi ka pwede mag, ano, kumunta basta-basta. Yeah, they really like appointments, they really like schedules, they want you to be direct to the point, ayaw nila ng paligoy-ligol. Kunwari, gusto mo ng race, hindi ka na magpapasabi sa boss mo na sasabihin mo, baka naman. Na parang, I've been doing so well. Ganon. Sasabihin mo talaga, hey, do you think I can get a race? Oh. Parang, hey, this is what I've been doing and I think I deserve a race. You've tried that? Oh, I tried it, yeah. Hindi, so far, hindi pa naman ako nabibigyan ng race. Hindi, meron, hindi, actually, natry ko yun. And that was difficult coming from a Filipino back tayo. We cover it with nice piece cover it with a lot of paligoy-ligoy, uh, ganun. And yung sinasabi ko na I asked for race, that was in my current job. Pero in my previous job, kasi they put me in a junior journalist position and they want to pay me like a junior journalist. Mm-hmm. And parang kakagraduate lang, ganun. Mm-hmm. Sabi ko, um, no, I don't think I deserve that. I already have eight years of experience and those experience is actually transferable to my new position. Mm-hmm. So even though I have zero experience in this current position that I have, as would anyone at an applicant. Pero I think you, you need to negotiate. So if you don't like the offer that's been given to you, try to negotiate. So sabi ko sa kanya, I understand that you want to give me a junior journalist position, but would you consider three months of working for you and then decide later on if you can promote me? Love it! And then after three months, I got promoted. Taray! Okay, so guys, bago tayo magpatuloy sa hashtag adulting discussion natin, let's listen to a few words from our sponsors. Yes, may sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back, fellow adults. Diyan lang kayo. Huwag niyong skip ha. <laughs> So guys, bilang adults, isa sa top priorities natin ay maging fit and healthy. Kasi naman mga mom at mga sir, ang hirap, it's very challenging to achieve our goals and our dreams if we're not at our best, health-wise especially. Kaya we try to exercise, rest, and eat healthy. If you check out our Big Fat Lies episode, Maririnig niyo yung guest nutritionist natin, di-discuss niya how some fats no, can greatly compromise our health talaga. We're talking about the bad fats or, to be more precise, trans fats. We can avoid trans fats by eating less processed food. Or, pag mag-grocery, you can check food labels, ba? To check for trans fat content or ingredients tulad ng partially hydrogenated oils or yung PHOs. Also, guys, we can demand from our government to regulate brands and ban trans fats. We can push for the Trans Fat Free Philippines Bill in Congress by messaging our district representatives, yung mga congressman natin. You can also stay informed by following Trans Fat Free Philippines and Imagine Law on Facebook. We can all do our share to become healthier adults. Ito naman, so, bago ka 
lumipad pa ibang bansa. Meron tayong idea of how life in another country feels like. Pero nung na-experience mo siya, meron bang disjunct versus the actual life when you're living it? Ano yung mga na-debunk mo na common misconceptions ng mga Pinoy sa mga nangingibang bansa or sa buhay abroad? Yes, Filipinos have this notion that when you get abroad, makaangat ka na. <laughs> Uy, ibang level na siya. Big ganun. time. Uh-oh. Or if you go to abroad, marami kang pera. Pero when I went abroad, I was literally picking up food from the garbage. Uh-huh. Ibig sabihin ko lang na it's not always greener on the other side. Kasi a lot of Filipinos working abroad are driven by circumstances and the circumstance that they needed to earn money for their families. Siguro dun sa pagka-abroad mo, lahat ng bawat kinikita mong senti mo or bawat kitain mo ay pinaghihirapan mo din. Sabi nila, malaki kasi yung kita abroad, pero ang totoo niyan, malaki din yung gasto sa abroad. So, to give you an idea, for example, the cost of living here in the Netherlands alone to get a house or to rent a place or apartment, also with the utilities, costs around 80000 a month. Pesos. Pesos. So imagine that having to produce that every month, considering pa lahat ng mga kailangan mong gastusin, pagkain, lahat. And then you have a lot of Filipino families or yung mga extended families also trying to to say na, oh, ang dami mo namang pera, bakit hindi ka nakakapagpadala masyado, or bakit ganto lang yung napadala mo, ganun. It's not easy. And I have been, and also Carlos, my husband, also has been working a lot na, na naranasan na talaga na maglinis ng kobeta, maglinis ng mga kwarto, mag-babysit ng mga bata, ganun. At yung mga ganong klaseng na connotation, totoo yon. kailangan mo lahat gawin. At ako, ginawa ko yung dumpster diving. Hindi totoo na sobrang glamorous yung buhay abroad as people would think. Kasi a lot of us are very fixated in the notion that I need to go abroad because life is better abroad. But it's our, also, it's our choices that define us. And also, it's also a question of what are you willing to sacrifice to make that happen. Actually, yung notes ko pala sa phone ko. <laughs> Sabi ko, what are the debunked concept of Filipinos? Uh, what I wrote actually now here on my phone is saying that hindi debunked but more fortified concepts. Yung parang mas na-strengthen yung parang notion ko na yung pagpaghanga ko sa mga Pilipinong undocumented dito sa ibang bansa. Yung bayanihan spirit sa, ta- sa panahon ng corona na yung mga Pilipino dito na wala ng trabaho pero na nagtutulungan yung mga Pilipino para makaahon sila. Okay, so we also gathered some insights from other Filipinos who now live in other countries. So, okay. Tingnan natin, tingnan natin. First one is from Sherlyn. Sa Canada naman siya. Hindi kami mayaman. <laughs> Kahit dolyar ang kita, dolyar din ang gastos. Grabe yung mga nagpapatala ng box sa Pinas. Ipunan levels yan. Tapos usually yan yung mga hindi lang isa trabaho. Kayod talaga para lang makapagpadala. Mm-mm. Ito naman, sabi ni Anna from California. <laughs> it rhymes. Popular misconception is that everything is better abroad and that when you're earning dollars, people automatically do the money conversion but the cost of living is higher and daycare will kill your budget kasi hindi mo pwedeng ibilin yung anak mo sa kapitbahay sandali. 
what I found true was the first year is the hardest and will really test your character, especially if you don't have family to fall back to. Correct. Mm-hmm. Sabi ni Paola from Sydney, Life abroad is perfect. Eh, not true. Maraming microaggressions and malaki ang cultural adjustment. But if you find a good group or naka-adjust ka na, carry na. If di ka naman hypersensitive at highly empathic like me, carry mo naman i-ignore. Isa pa, from Al Sheikh from California, USA. Sabi niya na, that because you're earning dollars, you have all the money to spare. Lol. Migrating is not as glamorous as it seems. Especially if you are going through my route. Lots of sacrifices, lots of self-doubt, feeling lost and uncertainty. It's not having anyone to tell your problems and feelings because you're basically alone in a foreign country. And you'll end up blaming yourself because it's your decision to leave home anyway. Ayan, napashare tuloy ako, lol. But of course, it's not all negative. I learned about myself a lot and met some amazing people. There's still a whole journey ahead of me and I'm hopeful for a brighter future. Mm-hmm. Ito naman, maiba naman ang hilatsa. Sabi ni Shella from Paris, France. Paris. Paris. <laughs> Sabi niya, naalala ko nung bago ko umalis sa Pinas, kinakabahan ako pero excited. Medyo apprehensive kasi... May mga kilala ako na nag-abroad at nakaka-homesick daw talaga. Super lungkot. Nung nakawala ako sa koral, parang di naman. Actually, nagsisi ako. Nagsisi ako na di ako umalis ka agad. Super saya kasi walang adults na sisita sa kinakain mo, anong oras ka uuwi, etc. Nakapag-adjust na ako sa weather, sa language, sa lahat. At talagang at home na ako kasi pag naglalakad ako sa neighborhood, may makasalubong akong pakilala at mag-small talk saglit or yung tendero sa panaderia, kilala na ako. Mga simpleng bagay, pero masaya ka at nahanap mo yung lugar kung saan pakiramdam mo eh, you belong. Taray! Sabi niya. <laughs> Ayun. May mga tao rin naman na pagpunta sa ibang bansa, nafe-feel nila yun na, ah, para pala ako dito talaga. Mm-hmm. And ang important nitong binigay na example ni Shela, kasi kung naalala niyo mga mom, she sa previous episodes natin, consistently nababanggat yung importance ng social integration yes. sa happiness mm-hmm. ng mga tao and sa mental well-being also. Yes. And social integration means yung kain nga kahit mo yung mga small talk sa mga service people kapitbahay mo yung mga mm-hmm. hi hello good morning sa mga makakasalubong mo akala natin wala lang yon pero in the long run it matters a lot sa well-being mm-hmm. natin through the feeling of belongingness so far batch what was the most difficult part ng paglipat mo sa ibang bansa living abroad Siguro yung pinaka-difficult part talaga, it's really the family. Mm, yeah. And it still is the most difficult na struggle na I'm going through. And Pero it's always about building your own family here. And I think I've I've built my own families along the way. Um, ngayon, lumaki na talaga sila. Kasi yung wedding namin, they're all just supported by our friends here. Yung mga parties, lahat yun, sinurprise lang nila kami. And that's when we realized na, okay, we already have built our own families here. Kasi we literally, everything was, you saw it on the video. It was every, all, of, all of our families. Mom's, Carlos's mom was in Saudi Arabia. My parents and siblings are in the Philippines. And we only had families that we built and cultivated here. So in the end, I think you're right, Carla, that it's the social integration and the relationships that matter. It's never about actually 
anything in in the end like relationships and relationship either with yourself or with other people that's what what will keep you going in your journey abroad kasi it also matters yung trust mo sa sarili mo yung strength mo kung kaya mo ba to kung paano mo kinakausap yung sarili mo na kaya mo ba to or kaya ko ba to <laughs> okay so kung merong most difficult part Siyempre, merong best part. Ano naman yung best part of uh, moving to the Netherlands? Yung best part is nakakapag-weed ako. Nang <laughs> <laughs> legal. Nang legal. At walang takot. Siguro, kung honest, honest lang din. Hindi <laughs> ko inasahan yun. <laughs> I love it. Siguro, I wanted to touch this because in the Philippines, it's really a taboo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. alam mo na na tokhang talaga. In the Netherlands, it's not actually legal, it's controlled. So that's not the right term. Mm. It's not legal talaga kasi it's only it's available to certain um, locations, ganun. Mm-hmm. Pero yun nga, I think yun. <laughs> I love Kaya it. Ay, ako sa Pilipinas. Aantayin ka pag pauwi ka na so. <laughs> Batch. So, controlled siya. Meaning, ano effect niya sa society? Like, is it bad? Is it good? May effect ba siya? Mm, Netherlands is actually one of... Yung mga prison cells nga nila dito, ginagawa na lang evacuation center, refugee centers. Kasi it's not out in the black market like what's happening in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And it really has proven medicinal applications. And uh, also for um, personality disorders, magandang behavioral problems, it really has proven scientific purposes. And controlled meaning you cannot have more than 5 grams of weed with you at any point in time. It's also sold only to adults. It's only sold in coffee shops. So dito, merong tinatawag na cafe, merong coffee shops. Pag sinabi mong coffee shop, ibig sabihin nun, that's where you get tea and coffee and then weed. Cafe, mm-hmm. yun yung may mga pancake, may mga tinapay, ganun. Oh. Mga mm-hmm. So, I think yun. And also, siguro, kasi in the Philippines, it's oh, siguro if we, if this will sangasang, magiging mga sangasanga to kung talagang i-explore natin yung political anong connotations ng weed and everything. Pero, so far, hindi naman ako makapakong addict. <laughs> <Di> ba? <laughs> You look... Mukha kang fresh. <laughs> look happy, Besh. Yeah. Oh, tama ba, Sof, na ang sinasabi mo na sa the Netherlands? The, the Netherlands. Netherlands. <laughs> na mas developed na country sa Pilipinas, mas progresibo, mas marines, mas maayos, mm-hmm. mababa ang crime rate, controlled ang weed but available to the public? Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Let's stop there and let the audience uh, <laughs> do the interpretation themselves. Let that sink yes. in, guys. Okay. Your, your no. honor. Okay. Uh-oh. Thank you, your honor. I rest my case. Your honor. Siguro ang food for thought ko lang doon is yung substance na ganun na nasa, it's being sold in the black market. It's in the black, it's out in the black market. And in the black market, you cannot control yeah. it. Yeah. Yun yung pinaka-food for thought doon. Here, may mga polis din na bawal yung street dealers. Ah. It's only controlled. You can only buy it in certain locations. You can only hold so much amount with you. Really controlled and really also may etiquette din, kumbaga, na kunwari, hindi mo rin siya pwedeng consume pag may mga bata, ganun. Okay. Weed responsibly. <laughs> Or, yung mga ganun din naman, hindi pwedeng consume sa public. Yes, ganun. Para 
ano, yun, it really comes with also responsibilities, ganun. Kasi it's, as in anything, everything that's in excess mm-hmm. is bad for you. Yeah. So, yun, yun lang. Ilang episodes na namin na yan ang theme ng lesson. Yeah. Anything in excess <laughs> is not good for it's you. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Correct, correct. Yon, yuna. Yeah. And to be clear, guys, uh, again, just to reiterate, we're not necessarily unanimously encouraging you <laughs> to take weed or just in the Philippines, ha? Oh, bawal yun sa Pilipinas. <laughs> Fear for your life. We're just opening <laughs> our eyes to other realities Mm-mm. in other parts of the world. Mm-mm. So, sa ngayon, sop, no? Bilang masaya ka dyan with your weeds. Charot. <laughs> Do you see yourself building the rest of your life there? Tapos, come home ka na lang dito to visit every now and then? Or, magstay ka lang dyan for a certain length of time? Tapos, uwi ka rin dito for good? Ano yung mas nakikinikinita mo in the future? Mm, honestly, hindi ko pa alam. Gusto ko kasi ma-find pa yung balance. Hindi ko pa kasi alam kung paano yung sagot dun sa tanong mo. Pero, I really see myself trying harder to be successful here. Kasi not everyone is given the opportunity mm-hmm. to work, to live here. I-, I want to use that opportunity and maximize that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, I also have goals. So ultimately, the goal is also to send Kobe to study here. Mm-hmm. If he wants to. Siyempre, kung ayaw niya, edi hindi. Mm-hmm. Pero... I want to give him that op- opportunity as well. Yung option mm-hmm. na makapag-aral. Kasi for me, the best part, apart from me, <laughs> of being <Okay>. abroad, <laughs> is really being able to see the world from another perspective. Kasi it's really, it's really important for self-growth. Yeah. For me, it was the most substantial insight that I got living abroad. Na there's so much more. Yeah. There's so much, so much more. And Kahit na marami na akong bansang napuntahan, I feel na I have this thirst and really have this continuous curiosity, mm-hmm. like sincere curiosity to really explore the world. Kasi I feel like I've unlearned everything. Wow. Hindi, totoo. Mm-hmm. Kasi coming from Philippines and being a journalist for eight years, it didn't matter when I applied for jobs here. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whether kung nakagkaroon man ako ng award bilang journalist sa Pilipinas. Mm-hmm. Walang kwenta. Mm-hmm. I had to start from scratch. And I had to unlearn and relearn everything. Mm-hmm. Parang, there's the change. Whatever happens, you'll know na, okay, pa, ayoko pala sa abroad mm-hmm. kasi may mga tao mm-hmm. ganun. You realize mm-hmm. na you're not meant to live in another country. That opportunity to choose Mm-mm. is, I think, very precious to me. So, ultimately, I wanted to also bring my family Mm-mm. here. Pwede kung pwede silang mag-retire. I wanted to save up so then I can bring Carlos' mother, Carlos's mother here para finally magkasama naman sila from all the years of being separated Mm-mm. from each other, from Saudi Arabia. And, and also my mom and dad para hindi na sila mahirapan sa Pilipinas. Kasi siguro, Hanggang ngayon, nag-worry pa rin ako. At alam ko na each one of you is very tired of the current slam. Yeah, <laughs> so, totoo naman yan. Yun. Totoo naman yan. And I just want to put this out na I think this has nothing to do with our nationalism or patriotism. Mm. It has nothing to do with being a citizen or a native of any country. I think 
this thirst is more of an existential need. Because mm-hmm. life is short, so might as well live wide. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Every time I go to another country, even just for a short visit, I come back to the Philippines not being able to see our country the same way again every single time. And Mm-mm. that's not necessarily in a judgmental sense. Ah. Nagkakaroon lang ng another dimension yung perspective Mm-mm. ko. Mm-mm. Correct. Kung yung perspective mo before, isang piece lang ng puzzle, Mm-mm. you get to visit another piece of it and then mas mapipigure out mo na, OMG, ang dami pa palang pieces. Ano kaya yung iba pang pieces? Ano kaya yung bigger picture? Correct. <laughs> Parang, I love my country so much. I love Philippines so much. I won't fucking work as a correspondent if I don't love Filipinos and I don't love Philippines. So, for me, parang, here, my role here is to bring pride to my nation. And I won't do it if I don't love my nation. That's why I really appreciate you saying that. That doesn't take away anything about your nationalism. Your choice of country, of destination Mm -hmm. is not your home. Your home will always be Philippines. So, Kahit saan ka man mapunta sa buong mundo, doesn't take away the fact that you're a Filipino. And I hope everyone, actually all the listeners and everyone can find this curiosity in them na to explore the world and to really go out of the box and really step out of their comfort zone. Even if you cannot, you know, physically or financially be able to explore the world, at least try to open your mind. So what I said in the beginning, like the very beginning, is that I think the best part also of living in the Netherlands or abroad in that matter is that it was able to open my perspective and it gave me a whole different worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the best part. Yeah. Just to build yeah. on more, build on to more, let me quote one of my friends. So sa close circles of friends ko, my most tibak friend of all is actually contemplating on moving to another country. So it came as a shock to some of us. Kasi parang, ah, I mean, uh, I thought you're fighting for our motherland and stuff like that. And she said with all calmness and conviction, sabi niya, ang pakikibaka ay nasa bawat sulok ng mundo. Ang ganda. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, oo nga naman. No? And kahit na, kahit na maliit yung contribution ko bilang, alam mo yun, paisa-isang storya lang ako sa mga napagkocontributan ko na stories about Filipinos. For me, it really makes me proud to to be able to share the stories of Filipinos here. And I feel like I will continue doing it. As long as I'm here. Ma'am, wag mong nilalang lang yung paisa-isang storya ha. Because for every story that you get to tell, that's a huge representation na ha ng mga Pinoy sa ibang bansa. So, don't minimize it. It's actually awesome. Sophia, sa mga na-witness at na-experience mo sa mga iba't ibang bansang napuntahan at natiran mo, if there's one thing that you think our country or maybe the Filipino people can learn from those places and cultures na pwede nating i-adopt or baguhin for the better. What do you think that would be? Hirap, no? Isa lang. Sarat mo. Vid. Pwedeng dalawa. Oh, sige, sige, go back. Pwedeng yeah. dalawa kasi pabida. Oh, sige, go. <laughs> Gusto ko kasi lagi exceeds expectations. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? 
<laughs> oh, go, go. Share, oh, share. Yung una na pinakamahalaga and also because uh, Philippines is really a country na is very vulnerable to climate change. Yes! Oh my God! Most, the most, the most important thing is to really consider sustainable choices. So, conscious effort to actually contribute to saving the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sustainability, sabi nila, it's a Western concept or it's a concept that you know, only rich people can afford or only developed countries can afford. What? Kasi siguro, um, sustainability is a very far-fetched concept for many Filipinos. Hindi ko sinasabing lahat kasi marami na rin talagang mm-hmm. conscious. But, I cannot say that for the masses. Mm-hmm. Especially for people who are struggling day-to-day to feed their families. Bibili pa ba sila ng mga ano ng mga bamboo eme <laughs> or whatever instant mm-hmm. mache mga ganun kasi it's it's really a part of our culture eh yung tingi tingi sa shea culture mm-hmm. ganun pero marami there are so many ways to become sustainable and for a country that is very vulnerable mm-hmm. to the effects of climate change i think it's really 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 high time na yung mga pilipino gawin nating accessible sa masa yung sustainability siguro ganun mm-hmm. Simple ways like hindi ka magtatapon ng uh, food waste, food segregation, um, waste segregation, biking. Mm-hmm. It's also about consuming less, not having to buy more clothes. It's also not having to buy more food, diba? Pag less ng consumption mm-hmm. ng meat. Yung mga ganong simple mga things na you can do on your own, it doesn't have to be social siya kasi vegan siya or parang... Mm-hmm. Uy, ang dami niyang pera kasi sustainable yung mga gamit niya. Fair trade, ganun. Pero parang siguro closely, onti-onti, we really need to think about the impact of our choices. Kasi totoo na hindi nga man tayo sobrang laki in terms of carbon emission or whatever. Pero tayo naman yung pinaka naapektuhan yes. kapag may bagyo or whatever. So we pay the price. Actually, so ang weird ng concept na sustainability is something that only the rich can afford. Kasi actually, it's the poor who really cannot afford to be not sustainable. Kasi kapag nag-recochet yeah. sa atin yung effects ng unsustainability, ang unang mahahagip are the poor. Exactly. Sila yung walang buffer eh, sa resources. So, we cannot, especially the poorest of the poor, cannot afford unsustainability. Correct. Correct. And that's why kailangan natin ng knowledge to educate the poor about yes. it. Kasi, we need to make it accessible for them. Sustainability ka pa dyan, eh, ano, eh, nagugutom na nga kami, yeah. or whatever. Na-valid na ah, na-very valid reason naman yun. Oo, correct, correct, correct. That's why for me, it's, uh, they're blameless for this. Pero, we need to also consider to make it accessible. Just to paint a more complete picture of it, of a possible solution for this is, ishare ko, Ulet, maybe some of our listeners, especially the new ones, haven't heard of the triple E approach in managing our wastes and environment and resources or kung saan mang project applicable to sa lahat ng projects na yun, naiisip nyo actually. The triple E actually stands for engineer, educate, and execute. 
engineer meaning mag-design muna ng sistema. Itong kinauukulan. And then, pag na-design na, na-put into places na yung proper resources, proper system, proper anumang centers yung kailangan, and the organizations, the people that have to be involved, we educate everyone who needs to follow these systems. Kasi parang tanga kong magde-design ka pero hindi mo naman naiparating sa mga tao na, ah, by the way, ito yung kailangan gawin kasi ito yung rational dyan. Mm-hmm. And then third is to execute it consistently and firmly. So we can't just say na nasa tao lang naman yan eh or nasa government yan. I mean, it's a three-way effort, three-stage effort na kung mabali yung isa, it's not gonna stand mm-hmm. at all the whole attempt will mm-hmm. fail. Yeah. So, yun. And then, second important part that I think is uh, really applicable to many Filipinos right now, yun nga, to be also direct, I mm-hmm. think. A lot of things can be executed um, efficiently. We can communicate more properly. We can say the things that we actually mean. True. And don't say the things that we don't mean when we are actually honest and truthful about about the things that we say. So, I think we can save a lot of time. That's why the Dutch, I think, are very much efficient. Mm-hmm. Ah, ito pala siguro yung pinaka-example. Kunwari, sabihin ko, Hoy, sorry, it's 5 o'clock. I'm going mm-hmm. to go. Or maybe I will say, Hey, I'm already tired. I don't think my brain is functioning anymore. Wow. Can I take a rest mm-hmm. and continue this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It's a totally valid reason. And in the Philippines, it will be frowned upon. Yeah, and people yeah. will say, Yeah. Ka, tamad ka. Or parang, mo. Uh-huh. mo kasi tamad yan eh. Pero in the Netherlands, it's really a valid excuse. Like I would say, for example, Sorry, my, my brain is already, it cannot handle any more information. I will take this off tomorrow if you don't mind. Yun. And he knows na, yeah, she can function better tomorrow True. than today when pagod na pagod na yung utak niya. Here in, um, in Europe, like really work-life balance is really not only appreciated, but it's actually encouraged. Kasi para you need the time for rest. Yeah. And you need to recuperate. And actually, magagalit pa sila kasi, oh, mag-overtime ka, eh di bukas, eh, pagod ka. Mm-hmm. hindi ka pa nakapagtrabaho para bukas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, they know their limits and they know na they have to execute those limits and have that boundary. And mm-hmm. I try to adapt it sa akin. Kasi sobrang hirap sa akin eh. Kasi pinupuna pa nga rin nila ako madalas. Mm-hmm. Sasabihin nila sa akin, ano pa talagang gusto mo sabihin? Hindi ko pa siya masyadong gamay. Parang, mm-hmm. tag- ang kapala ng mukha ko, ba? Pero isipin mo para sa kanila. <laughs> parang, hindi pa rin ako direct. Okay, totoo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Parang para sa kanila, hindi pa rin ako talagang direct. So, Parang I feel like we can all communicate better and we can feel better. Mm-hmm. And actually, sa Netherlands, meron tinatawag na vitality leave. Ay, ooh! Sana all! Yung vitality leave, one day siya that you can spend on one year, bukod dun sa rest of the leaves mo, ah, nakasulat literal sa contract. Vitality leave. Employees may devote their vitality leave as they see fit to purposes that will benefit their performance. Examples are volunteering, a creative activity, a job shadowing a peer in another sector, or reflecting during a long walk in the park. Ah! Sana all! Ganda! Literal na ganun. So, yun lang. Okay, wrap up na. <laughs> Tapos na yung... <laughs> siya na yung... Siya na yung... Ako na yung nag-wrap up! 
Fiha, I have another question about um, changes that we can do better or things that we can adopt in the Philippines. What about handling the COVID-19 pandemic? Is there uh, anything different with how the Netherlands handled the pandemic that you think might be beneficial to the Philippines? O baka naman ina-assume ko lang to at pareho lang pala tayo ng kaso na uncontrolled. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Actually, the Netherlands is really a bit behind. Kasi nga, ngayon pa lang magkakaroon ng mandatory mask. Kasi nagkaroon kami <gasps> ng second wave. Nagkaroon ng second wave sa Europe in general. Tapos mm-hmm. nagsara ulit lahat ng restaurants, ganyan, and everything. Okay. Ibig ko sabihin, iba kasi hindi ko ma-compare kasi iba yung ano yung meron tayong may yung resources ng Netherlands, iba rin yung resources ng Philippines. Pero if there's one thing that I think that can be compared is that Netherlands has clear instructions, clear information disseminations. It's coordinated. Mm. And there's no fair. There's no political fair. There's no show around it. They know that lives are at stake and they say it as it is. And I think in, in in a crisis like this, communication is really a key. All right. Next question. Lah, pang ano na, nagiging pang Miss Universe na. Pero hindi pa ito yung pinaka pang Miss Universe. Kay Carla manggagaling yung pang Miss Universe na question. <laughs> if meron kang one tip, one golden tip for those thinking of migrating, what would it be? Kahit ano? Piling ko sinigang mixing sasabihin ni Sope. Pero... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, tatanggapin ko yun. Tatanggapin ko yung sagot na. <laughs> Apart from ano, pagbabaon ng sinigang mix, <laughs> at ng mga kare-kare mix, ganyan, lahat ng kahit lasi ng mix. Also, probably to, ano, to open your mind and your heart to the new experiences that you can experience. Kasi if not, it will really be a sad journey. Opening up doesn't necessarily mean that you accept it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you reject it. But opening up means that you try to see the world in a different perspective without judgment. Ang ganda! <laughs> Oo, ma'am! Kasi sometimes we get overly fixated in our ideas of what should be. To the point that we miss the many wonderful things that can be. Mm-mm. That's true. Mm-mm. And ma'am, in line sa non-committal spirit ng opening up mo, i-share ko na rin okay. this tip or this idea of prototyping. When we need to make big decisions like life-altering decisions or critical, crucial decisions, another hack is to do prototyping. Meaning, try muna, paunti-unti, like pwedeng you visit that place muna for a few weeks or so, and feel if it can be livable sa atin. Mm-hmm. So, para hindi naman, hindi naman kailangan na pag nag-decide tayo, plunge ka agad tayo, una-ulo, di ba? Pwede namang dip-dip muna ng toes, and then we feel the waters. So, 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 so <laughs> muna. Pwede rin yon, Pwede naman yon. Ito, ma'am, ang iyong pang Miss Universe question. Pinapatanong ni Jo Eroba. Sabi niya, ma'am, is it worth it? No. Oo naman. I think it's worth it. Hindi ko pa alam kung ano yung magiging future ko dito, like career-wise, kasi I'm still developing it or I'm still working on it. But it's worth it kasi it's, uh, this is where I proved and also found my husband, Carlos. So, 
really it's a really big part of my or my journey kasi it's it's how i prove that carlos would you know really go after the lengths to to follow me here and, and to build the life together with me here and it's also worth it because i learned so much and i'm continue learning a lot more and kahit na parang Siguro may mga downside talaga. Marami akong, alam mo yun, marami talagang weak points. May mga points na talagang gusto ko nang bumili ng ticket pa. Uwe, alam mo yun. <laughs> Pero parang, you, you always think na, bakit ka nagsimula in the first place? Ano ba yung gusto mong marating? Yes. Ganun. So, lagi mong isipin yun, is it worth it? And are you going to make it worthwhile? Miss Universe 2021. I love that we started with why and ended with why. Solid. Aww, ang ganda. Thank you very much, Sophia. Salamat, so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excited na ako pumunta na ibang bansa. Salamat <laughs> <laughs> din. Salamat din. Ako din marami ako natutunan. Aww. Oo. Oo, kasi it's it's a, alam mo yun, kapag may nakakausap ka, it's all it's also reflective the way other person perceives your answers. It's not about what you say. It's also about how the person perceives it. So for me, I really also learned a lot. And Aww. it's thank you for allowing me to share my life story. What's <laughs> up? Guys, marami pa kaming na-crowdsource na information. Aside from what we learned from Sophia today, meron pa kaming information na nakuha from other people living all over the world about migrating, living abroad, na masyado ng technical at nitigiri to discuss in this episode. So, we'll post these information on our social media accounts instead. So, check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our name there is It's an Adult Thing. And if you haven't listened to our other episodes where you can pick up more adulting tips, catch all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. So, ayun nga po, ano, mga momshi at popshi. This has been Carla, Hazel, Nika, and Sophia. Opening our minds to scary, uncomfortable, and challenging options that might nudge us towards growth. Because as we know... It's an adulting! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.